Hello and welcome back to the Double F Digestive. We've got a short burst of an episode for you today. We're trying to squeeze in recording time. Matt's a, a busy, busy boy with exams, Paul with his social life. So we've got uh, a review of Baku and Monaco. So some F1 for our listeners. What about you, Carlo? What are you busy with? What am I busy with? Uh, yeah. The Very listeners little. Know. <laughs> no, right. uh, work as well. Work as well. Work uh, as well. It is. It is what it is. So let's get on and quickly talk about Monaco, which was a couple of weeks ago. But we've been sort of treated to two street circuits back to back, and. One was a little more exciting than than the other, let's just say. And so let's start with the the, the more boring one, and Monaco. Paul, t- talk us through it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was um, a pretty interesting, you know, weekend as a whole. Um, what I love about Monaco is the way that uh, you know the drivers build up each session. You know, you start really from from FP one, and and you, uh, your weekend kind of goes from there because. As a street circuit, especially, you know, one that's extremely, extremely tight, you know, more so than Baku, you really have to build up confidence in the car. And I just marvel at the, you know, one lap pace that some of these guys can produce going around, going around these tracks and the precision. But, um, you know, as we saw in qualifying, um, you, know, you can lose it at any second. It's happened to to the best drivers and, and it happened to Charles Leclerc. But, you know, he was, it's lucky that he got it right on his, on his first run in Q3 and he stuck it on the pole. Um, and I think it was, you know, quite surprising to see the pace that Ferrari had that weekend because they'd been very quick through practice. And I think the kind of general perception was, okay, well, clearly Mercedes and Red Bull are probably hiding, you know, six or seven tenths in hand with, you know, engine modes, you know, we don't really know fuel loads, um, slash what run plans they were doing. But, you know, even Carlos Sainz had had really good good pace when it came to qualifying. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they've, that, that, their car goes quite well around around those circuits. And I think we, we saw that as well in Baku. Yeah, Matt. Me personally, I I almost fell asleep watching Monaco. How, how did you How did you enjoy that that Sunday? Um, I'll admit I had an exam the next day, so um, uh, I, I didn't see much of the race. I was very quiet that day. Fair um, enough. But I I enjoyed qualifying. I was, I was just mm. happy to see Charles. You know, Ferrari actually pulling something through. Although... And there was there was some some drama with that with that qualifying. And oh yeah, wasn't there with with the, with the, with the blockage? Yeah, so Charles yeah, went crash. went into the yeah. wall, didn't he, and, uh, and yeah, ended yeah, up yeah. on the pole as a result. And I, I guess you know a similar thing happened with with the carnage at, at Baku qualifying, where I, I believe this was uh, an F one record. Um, it's in the history books now for the for the qualifying with the most red flags. Uh, I think there were four. Is that right? Crazy. So let's let's go through through qualifying quickly. Um, and Charles ending up on pole. Yeah, two two poles for Leclerc. I mean, he's in, in my opinion, he's you know one of the the three best drivers on the grid. I think um, I've you know made made it pretty clear what I think about Lewis and Max. But what's super special about Charles is is how he's able to really put together a lap and two completely separate laps. Monaco and Baku. You know, in Baku. 
you've got to be a little bit more careful, take your corners a little bit more early. Um, and I think he was, he was, you know, likely to benefit from quite a strong toe from, I think it was either Lewis or Valtteri um, mm-hmm. at the start of his lap, not at the end of his lap, at the start of his lap. Um, and that gave him, you know, an extra three or four tenths. But yeah, I mean, he, he was, he was really strong throughout the whole session and, and drove a great race on the Sunday as well. Um, in Baku, I think Mercedes were, we're on the back foot all weekend through practice. Once again, it kind of seemed like a repeat of Monaco where they were just nowhere on the Friday. Um, but they did quite well to, to kind of reconvene and come back on the Saturday morning. I think they're definitely the best team at, at you know, going through the data and seeing what changes they can make. Um, For sure. But what I found was interesting was, you know, the night and day difference between Lewis and, and Bottas. And yeah, the, the reverse in, in Monaco where Bottas found the right setup and Hamilton didn't. And you saw the disparity in qualifying. But um once again lewis was just able to pull it out of the bag and, and put in that that amazing lap for p2 and i think max would have been super disappointed with with qualifying i think he knew and checo knew that um that the red bull car was probably probably the best all-round package around around baku um and we saw that in the race which we'll, we'll come on to um but yeah i think i think in qualifying you know he just didn't quite get a clear run and i think you could see his frustrations in his post race interviews because you know mm-hmm. this is the second time on his final run he'd put in two purple sectors um on the final run and i think he was going to benefit from a toe from alonso down the main straight so you know he probably would have put in a, a really really good lap and also the same happened to him monaco as the red flag came out as he was just finishing his sector 2 which had also been two purples um so I feel like, you know, Max Verstappen's kind of going through a phase of, you know, the world's against me right now. And Sunday definitely, <laughs> definitely showed that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a great session. Um, yeah. Just great to see everyone at the top of their game. And and quickly on, on Checo, who in Monaco, I thought he, he drove really well and he got up quite a few places, didn't he? Um, overtaking Hamilton uh, whilst he was in the pits. And um in Baku, he was brilliant, really. Um, yeah. I mean, he won, but as in, he, I just thought he, he didn't put a foot wrong. Um, do you think now that Red Bull have found their second driver? And he's he's infinitesimally in. better than Albon. Yeah. Albon would have found a way to just... He, he would have followed Hamilton <laughs> at the restart in Baku. He would have followed him. Um, yeah, I, I think so, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um he, he, at the very least, he can put the pressure on people. Whereas with Alex, it's more of a question: Is he going to finish the race, even if he's in a good position? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for a decent chunk of that, of, of, of Baku at least, that Red Bull did have that sort of good amount of pressure on this when they had two drivers on, two drivers on one, and they had them nice the sandwich. Mm, it was it was going to be a brilliant one too, wasn't it? it was, yeah. It's been a while since that's happened. I think for for Red Bull. Mm. Yeah. No, I think. Um... The thing with Perez, especially, you know, I think Baku is one of his best circuits. He's kind of always gone extremely well around there. Um, he's picked up a couple of podiums in the past. Um, but yeah, it's a circuit that just plays quite well to his strengths and his and his style as a driver. But what really impressed me um, was was his, his start of the race, because I think he qualified in, was it seventh? I'm, I'm not sure. Safe or seventh? Because Lando got a penalty, so he got moved down the grid, but. Mm-hmm. Checo hasn't started Grand Prix very well so far in the Red Bull car, and we've seen Max get away quite well off the line. But Checo made up some places literally in the first lap and, and was right there straight away to be able to to help Max fight. And I think it would have been a completely different story if he'd taken you know, another five, six laps to kind of clear the middle cars before getting um, up to speed with, with, with the front-running cars. And 
Although actually he wasn't as quick as Max, I think he was kind of six tenths or so down um, in, in in general. Um, you know when when Max was actually you know putting putting his his foot down, um, he was he was right there where he needed to be, and he drove extremely well. As, as Matt said, I think you know the other drivers in the past would have really struggled with Hamilton following so closely because you know what Lewis is able to do so beautifully is especially in, in, in these cars is, is follow other cars so closely. I'm not sure if that's you know him necessarily or. Uh, a, a trade of the Mercedes, but you don't see Bottas do it, so I, I think it must be Hamilton. But he's able yeah. to follow it so closely, and you know, he was keeping for a good 15 20 laps in with you know, within kind of one to, to 1.5 seconds of, of Perez, and always kind of you know, always kind of sneaking into that DRS range. Um, and you know, that didn't bother Perez at all. You know, he, he drove superbly, you know, didn't make any mistakes, and I think he was rewarded with the win you know his his job is to is to kind of be there when Verstappen isn't and, and that's exactly that's what he did yeah and and so how about quick, my boy Sebi uh before we get on to, to Sebi which we, we definitely will just a quick word on Bottas Matt like after that horror and it wasn't his fault to be honest uh pit stop at um mm. at Monaco where was it excruciating yeah. that's probably the headline from Monaco almost in terms of drama that excruciating mm. minute where he, they just couldn't get that front that, right yeah. wheel off. Um, do you think Bottas is kind of like, well, he shook. I, I almost give up. Like, do, do, do you think, like, he, he just didn't well, have didn't, any he, fight about him in Baku. Like, he just sort of... Well, he didn't. He, didn't, he, he qualified 10th, didn't he? Or, yeah. He, I think, tenth. Yeah, and did he finish? He finished four, that, 14th, finish. I think. Or 13th or 14th. Um, yeah, off the second restart, he was so bad. He got passed by twenty twelve. Sorry, I I think the thing with Valtteri and and I think what he'll be especially disappointed about is that you know Baku is is a, is a better circuit for him for sure. He's generally pretty good around street circuits. Just yeah. you know the way the way he drives, he's um he's pretty calculated and and that always is is a pretty good approach these weekends. And and he builds up quite well. He's he's a good driver in practice. Um, you know he likes to try different lines and stuff, but. I think he he went with the wrong um the wrong rear wing and he just didn't have any speed down the straights and I think that you know when you look at his his sector 3 times compared to Hamilton he was just losing a ton um and just yeah. wasn't happy with the balance of the car throughout the whole weekend but these are weekends that he just can't afford to have if obviously if he wants to keep his seat going into next year um and I think what we're starting to see from Mercedes as a whole which I think is quite interesting is that they are I wouldn't quite go as far as to say they're cracking under pressure, but they're certainly feeling the heat. And when you mm. do put heat on them, they do make mistakes. And where they've, they've always been in a, a kind of place of comfortability in the past where there wasn't another team, you know, really pushing them because when Ferrari were good, they were also making their own mistakes. So it wasn't, wasn't a massive problem. But the Red Bull pit crew, flawless. You know, their strategy generally generally pretty good. Um, so Mercedes will kind of be looking internally saying where are the weakest links and, Bottas is is now going to have to be in a place where he's ha- he's going to have to produce with pressure on him and um, the jury's out. Yeah. We don't know so if he it, can do that. It is for sure. Well, we will see if he if he steps up. Um, Matt, now on to to Seb, your your favorite. Uh, yeah. Vettel, who had a had a great race. Um, well, I mean, he, be, he, be, he, bene- he benefited from all, all the goings on that, that happened. Of course, of course. Race, but I'm, but... I'm pretty, he, he qualified outside of the points. He, got, he started P11. Yeah. 
Because he, he missed out with that that red flag. Was it Ricardo? Yeah. And yeah. and uh, and he couldn't finish that lap. But I thought Aston Martin. Well, he took he took, two, he took two places right at the start. Yeah, he did. Yeah, well, what I think went really under the radar, she's just talking about Aston Martin as a whole, was Lance Stroll's race. Like, yeah. Lance Stroll drove so well. He really like, did. Just, just, just before the tie blow, which was super unfortunate, he was yeah. better, better than Vettel to me. Like, he, his pace was, 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 was consistent with the kind of front runners. I think he was only a couple of tenths off, also considering he'd been running that tie for 30, was it 32 laps before it blew? Mm. Um, so I think he was superb. And I think that their car and... You know, obviously, Otmar was complaining so much at the start of the year about how you know these downfall cuts have, have hurt them so much. But I think they've they've managed to find a sweet spot, um, and they've been pretty good over the last couple of circuits. And it's just yeah, great to see Vettel back among mm. the front of the pack. Yeah, is he still washed? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 he's, I, I he's, always, it, he's always good on back. And yeah, he, there was a bit of luck involved. Yeah, I but like yeah, you have to you have to be there for those things, and yeah. I, I I think Lance was the better driver on the day, to be honest, which probably sounds quite weird. Um, you know, I think if if he had been in Vettel's shoes, he would have done the same thing, maybe if not better. Um, but yeah, I mean, congrats to Seb. You know, he he made all the right passes when he did. Um, he was also pretty good in Monaco. He did a, a really good move coming out of the. Yeah, pits. he was good in Monaco. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, he's finding confidence. And I think, yeah, I mean, so, so much of, I think, um, driving is confidence and, and, he's, and he's, he's definitely got that back. Massively. And, mm. and we, we had Gasly on the podium again. Um, yeah, I'm so happy for him. Yeah, it's great to see. And he's sort of just, I don't know, he is always in the right place at the right time, often with these situations. And he just sort of capitalises and then keeps his cool. There was we're, we're, after that restart, and we'll talk about the the the, the tires a bit and and the Verstappen crash. But after the restart, with it, it was basically like a two lap sprint, um, and I think Leclerc got ahead of Gasly, and then Gasly got it back, and there was that, and and Gasly showed composure and and and, mm. and class, mm. uh, and and took home uh, third place. So he he continues to impress. Um, so on to this sort of Pirelli nightmare where there've been two tires, same tire, I believe, similar area, pretty much the same areas. They come around to that final turn. They, 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 get, they go down that straight where tires, they've just blown off. Um, this is, this is a Pirelli problem, right? Yeah. Well, they, I, they, they said it was to do with, wasn't it to do with debris was what they said. Really? Yeah. Know. I mean, what what's interesting on that is that it's like when it happened originally. My first thoughts were to Silverstone last year when obviously Lewis and, and Bottas both their ties blew, and I think I said it in our in our chat actually at the time how just how how like Hamilton's classic luck, how you know his happened down the main straight when he could kind of you know limp home, limp Bottas out, happened yeah. like through Maggots and Beckett's, and he had absolutely no chance. Um, that's yeah that, that side but at that time you know there was graining on the tires which was clear to the mercedes team and they warned the drivers saying you know we're very worried about this but both of these tire blowouts were just completely off the cuff um so i mean whilst it does seem like it was you know a, a tire failure it kind of is a, is a bit weird because you you would think that the teams would have would have seen um, you know, severe graining or drop in tire pressure, but there's, there's nothing to suggest that. Mm. 
Interesting. And you, you, you got a feel for Verstappen. And I know you're Max's number one. And you were fuming after that, and, and rightly so. But he he didn't put a foot wrong. And he was cruising to, to a, another win. And mm. it was just stripped away from him. Just gutting. Very gutting. Yeah. Get Michelin back in. Get get different tyres. <laughs> He's doing more than one. He's doing more than one. No, honestly, like it, it was, um, it was, it was a pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty bad day for Max. You know, especially I think um, because at the time when it happened, you were like, gosh, you know, Lewis is is still in the race and he's gonna, you know, either finish second or first. Um, and you know, I, Perez actually did kind of bottle it. His start was awful. He was just very lucky yeah. to Hamilton. Mm, at Hamilton the end there, well, I think Perez Perez said that his car was going to retire too. Um, yeah, there was, there was a hydraulic, yeah, hydraulic yeah. issue. Um, so it could have been like a one-two could have quickly turned into zero points for Red Bull. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think what Verstappen can take out of this weekend though is that um, you know he he's, he's got into such a comfortable zone with the car, um, and I, I think you know he's he's getting really good at just managing because it's not easy to lead. It's not easy to lead at all, and yeah, he's got into a really good state of being able to manage a race. You know, pick up the pace. I think we saw that actually in Monaco. Um, because Carlos Sainz was kind of closing in on him and, you know, his, um, you know, GP down the radio was like, all right, Max, you need to pick up. And, you know, he just was able to pull out an extra three, four tenths per lap and pull away. Because um, each time he was able to pull away from Perez by about four or five seconds. Um, sometimes I think as great as even seven. So, yeah, he's 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 in a really good place. And I think, obviously, what happened to Lewis will, will kind of be a little bit of a silver lining. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't change the championship fight too much. But... Yeah, I guess let's talk about that incident now. What were your guys' thoughts? The magic setting. <laughs> yeah. What a name for it as well. What a name for like, it. Yeah. On on Perez, interesting, yeah, he I it did seem like he made he did make I, I don't know why he came across like that to sort of he almost tried to cut off Lewis and it just seemed like the wrong option. Um I might be wrong there, but I, he, he seemed too focused on pushing Lewis out than actually, you know, turning the corner. But in the end, Lewis made the mistake and um, and Perez was okay. Yeah, it was bizarre for me because, and I, I, I might be wrong here, but I swear there was, he spoke to the team or through the radio, yeah, Hamilton yeah. saying like, look, Verstappen's crashed, he's not being able to finish, he's yeah. crashed out. We It doesn't matter here if we, like, it's not worth pushing for first yeah. here, just take the points in second or third or whatever, and it will be a win for the day. And yet, he yeah. still, when the lights went, went out, he went for it. Is yeah. that is that kind of like yeah. is that? A, that's because he's he's a, he's a true racer. Yeah, that's the racer, isn't it? In him, and, and that's how Perez's start wasn't that good as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think double, I think I think he generally was didn't expect that. Like Perez's start was terrible because mm. Hamilton was was clear of him. You know, by it's not a long run to turn one. Um, but yeah, you're you're completely right, and I think I think he was kind of saying that to himself, you know, just reminding you, you know, he's always the kind of composed driver. Yeah, you know, I always fight to the next corner. Um, but I just thought it was interesting he he made that mistake. You can't you can't take the racer out of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I didn't didn't Rosberg when I think when Rosberg and Hamilton had their big crash, mm-hmm. twenty Spain twenty sixteen. That was also because of like a Mercedes steering wheel having a button in an annoying place, and he just knocked the wrong thing. Oh, it's happened before. Driving. Interesting. And whether whether it, it's happened before, and that and that sort of changed his engine. I can't remember exactly what it was. His engine setting or something like that. Um, and that's why they crashed because he's in the wrong engine mode. And whether 
I don't know. It, it sort of raises questions about just the functionality of F1 cars in general. Yeah. Sort of, they are just computers. They kind of are. It's a kind of video you game. Just, yeah. and, 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 and I do wonder how much the drivers actually know, how much of it is muscle memory or how much of it is because they've got someone telling them what to do in their ear saying strat three. Yeah, there's because like what's so crazy sometimes is you'll see like, they'll be like, oh, an engine problem. And often it's just because like a sensor's malfunctioned and you're like, yeah. Yeah, that's literally there's one yeah. electronic problem that's nothing to do with the actual. Yeah, like I, I do, I do, I do think Hamilton. I do think Hamilton's mistake was his mistake, judging by how he sounded on the radio afterwards. He's like, "Sorry, guys." Yeah, yeah. He accidentally like this, yeah. For sure. But, it, I, but I, I think there's an interesting question to be asked about just that one. Definitely, I, just... I, I was, ge- I was genuinely asking the question whether whether they had a clutch or not. These cars. I was wondering whether, as in, like. I didn't, they I didn't they do so. have a clutch, but I, I was wondering whether it was like a button that they held down and pressed and like no, let go. Do... But apparently they do have a clutch, as in pedals. Um, they do, but they don't. Yeah, they don't use it as you'd use in a, in a normal. Yeah, car. so to shift gears, and they, they up, must they not upshift use and it. downshift on. No, they upshift and downshift on the wheel, so it's like a, a pad. Yeah, so so yeah. so so that means they the only use of the clutch is the start. Is that right? I imagine as as Oops. a pedal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you probably only use it to go in first. Which is, which, uh, yeah, it, 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 it negates the whole necessity of it. Maybe. Yeah, but like, it's it's kind of, it is interesting because until that point, I was like, wait, do they? Or is it just buttons? Is it just like a PS4 controller? <laughs> so like, what I do is I hold down X and release it at the perfect time. Like, when, when I'm get, starting my get, races. Like, you can get up to like twelve strats, I think. There's like masses, let alone all the other. And there's like yeah. the twisting knobs at the bottom. Wow! You're constantly changing like, so like, brake bias through corners. Yeah. There's a ton, ton of stuff. F1 yeah. drivers will be will be amazing yeah. gamers for sure. Um, yeah. The reaction times, yeah. flicking Evidently. in the switches. Yeah. Maybe not Hamilton. Yeah. Maybe not Hamilton. Who knows? He loves a bit of Warzone, apparently. Does he? Who, who doesn't? Yeah, he's, got yeah, paddles he, on, he does. he's got paddles on his PS5 remote too. <laughs> him, Charles, and him, Charles, and Pierre play a lot after after races. Do they together? Yeah. Do they score yeah, yeah, up? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They play trio. I just love to see that. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, Imagine getting death chat off one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, um, this has been a, a short burst of a of a of an episode, but um, that's let's, sweet. But sweet indeed, and let's let's just sort of quickly say our, our driver of the day um, to cap it off. Matt, you go for Baku. For Baku, yes, sack um, Monaco. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for Gasly because um, nice. he just kept it together and he, he kept it pretty consistent. He had a good little battle at the end. Yeah, and I'm happy seeing him podium twice in a row. Yeah. Um, not twice in a row, haven't taken weeks, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Paul. I'm gonna go with Seb, but both of my two drivers of the day DNF'd, so Vettel <laughs> <laughs> is, is the only is the only other is the only other option. No, I think he drove the really next well. Option. Um, and yeah, just really happy for him. It was great to see him back on the podium. Yeah. Would have been really nice actually if he could have been on there with like Charles or something. But obviously, very happy for Gasly. Well. Yeah, that would have been nice. How about you, Carlo? Oh come on, let's 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 give Checo some love. Um, you know, he's and until the kind of ropey end there, the the restart, he he drove really well. He did everything he needed to do. Was in the right place at the right time to capitalise, and he brought it home. So let's let let's give Checo some love. Exciting. So actually, before we we really cap off, the Euros are around the corner and we will get on to talking about that uh, at some point but 
let's get a, a, a prediction for, for Sunday in England's first game. Well, I mean, I can't tell if they want to win the game because I hear, <laughs> I hear, I hear people saying, like, oh, it's better, if, it's better if England finish second, which it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of of the mindset, like, you know, taking kind of more basketball mentality yeah. into it. You should never be afraid of who you play. Be, you play what's in front of you. Front you want to be yeah. at your best. And I kind of feel like, you know, if they go into it with the mentality of, play, you know, play the game. Trying they'll to shoot themselves in the foot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they'll come out strong. Um, Croatia yeah. Home good. advantage, as fans, I reckon they'll win 2-1. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually go with the same scoreline. 2-1, I like that. Um, yeah, I think an England win. I, I'd like to be different, but I, I think an England win. Uh, for sure. I think, uh, let's go 3-1. Let's go that's, that's, um, or a boring nil-nil draw. That's also a yeah, huge yeah, possibility. Yeah, always. Exactly. I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to tempt fate. Well, um, we'll see. We'll see. And we'll talk about that in the future. But thank you, guys. Um, short and sweet one. And we will be back talking F1 and football as soon as possible. As soon as Matt gets through his Love exams. These things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck with them, Matt. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And thanks to our listeners. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8